Welcome to the Real Freedom Podcast, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. Hi, Mike Swenson here with Real Freedom. You know, this episode of our Real Freedom Stories is going to be a little bit different. So recently we had an event called Freedom Con, and on there we had some wonderful guests that shared their stories and some of their tips and successes on their journey towards financial and time freedom. In this particular episode, we're going to hear from Tina Bellavo, and she's going to share more about her story and her journey. So we're going to pick up in the middle of the event, and we hope you enjoy it. So Tina Tina was is one of the most productive uh, and a top producing real estate professionals in the entire Maryland area. I've had the distinct pleasure of working with her shoulder to shoulder for a number of years. Um, in uh, in one of the real estate offices that we we founded, we took that uh, to number one uh, real estate office in terms of growth and profitability in uh, in the KW system. Uh, Tina is just an amazing human being who is always 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 up to really big things, and it's <laughs> and it's again it's it's going to be awesome hearing your story because I think I, I don't think enough people have heard it. Uh, so Tina, let's just start off. I, I, I put humility in your pocket. Just give us kind of like a rundown of some of the accomplishments. I know I didn't do you justice that you've had in your life and like how you got to where you are now. Sure. Well, thank you for your enthusiastic introduction. <laughs> I mean, that's, and I have to keep it low. because <laughs> uh, People may think I'm weird. I love it. Well, I just want to acknowledge, I'm glad to be here. Um, so yeah, I've been in the real estate industry since I was 18. Um, I'm a I'm a Baltimore local, so I'm in Maryland. I've always been here, never left. And I got into the business when I was a freshman in college. Um, previously, I had been scooping ice cream at a Friendly's location, if anyone's familiar. And uh, little did I know that when somebody offered me an opportunity to be her assistant, that it would like literally impact the trajectory of my entire life by getting into the real estate industry. So that was just a gift. And I worked for her all through college as an assistant, got my license in 2005. So I've been in the industry for 15 years now as an agent. And I've had a, a wild, awesome, growth-filled, up-and-down journey that whole way. Um, in 2007, I graduated from college with a degree in marketing and said to myself, and this really ties into the freedom thing too, is, you know, I could go work in an advertising agency and have more of a cap on my income. Although I loved what was said earlier by Brian that like you can build wealth with any income. Um, I took a lot of notes from what he said, but either way at the time I said, or I can, you know, make my own destiny and, you know, build my own business. And then I decided to go full throttle into real estate just before the market was changing, which was also a gift because I, and I loved everything that Veronica had to say of, you know, cutting your teeth in a tough market makes you tough. It makes you strong. And um, that was a huge gift as well. So built my business as a solo practitioner. And then in about 2013, my business was really bursting at the seams with how much I was doing about 60 transactions a year as a solo agent. Um, but it was like 80% buyers. So it's really time heavy. So when we start to talk about those like four quadrants and like where my time was going, I wasn't feeling just the burn of needing more leverage, but I also just wasn't that efficient. And there were all these different ceilings kind of appearing at the same time. Um, that was around the time when I met Vlad. So yeah, that was seven years ago. Time's yeah. So um, 
took some team building classes, started building a team, grew really quickly. And one thing that I might loop back to more as we talk about wealth and money is, you know, there was a great model put forth to me of how to build a real estate team, what to pay people, how to compensate your agents, how to keep your expenses in alignment. And for whatever reason, I'm not even exactly sure why, but I think maybe just naturally I'm a little bit conservative. Um, I followed that financial model really well, which is the only one of the only reasons that I was able to get out of production in 2016 and have been out of production pretty successfully with some ups and downs in between for four years now and still maintain a 30% profit margin in my real estate business. So it's funny, like all of that was really made possible by expense control and a business structure that made sense. Um, So I was just feeling grateful for that as I was thinking through what I was going to say today, among many other things. So built my team at our peak, we did about 170 trans. 175 transactions in um, 2015, 2016, and then got the opportunity to learn the brokerage side of the business, which really opened up a whole new world of expanding my mindset, my leadership skill set, my recruiting skill set, my consulting and coaching skill set. Got to work with Vlad and a lot of really amazing people. And today I am now out of the brokerage business per se and working in EXP with my real estate team and, and doing a bunch of other really cool things. Actually, I was counting up my streams of income right now. It's currently six of them and um, three of them are are new this year. So um, just kind of interesting looking at how that's all evolved over time. That's cool. Doubled this year and the year ain't over yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tina, as you, uh, as you kind of, you know, reflect on your journey and, and, you know, and uh, you know, I, I often forget just how young you are. Like age-wise, and because you know, been working with you for a really long time, and you're just wise beyond your ears, years, right? and years. <laughs> is so like, what does freedom mean to you? Doing what I want when I want it, and no one telling me that I can't do that. <laughs> it's it comes from like deep inside. Like, and I loved everything that Devin just had to say. By the way, and like he does all that amazing values work um, that you learn through NLP and and maybe some other modalities. And every time I've gone back to specifically my career values, I want to have control over my time and my destiny. I want autonomy and I want like a wide berth to build and create whatever it is that I want to create. And I, I find that I tend to always come back to those values over and over again. And sometimes I found myself in situations where I signed up to work in modalities where those values weren't met and I could do it, but there was that um, friction and I'm now back fully in my values, which is, can can be kind of tough to stick to that, but I'm now like more free than I've ever been. Yeah. And I know you've done a lot of work, if you will, although it probably doesn't occur as work. I don't know why we even say it. It's like a lot of work to discover those. And just yeah. to be in alignment so it's so it's verbalized rather than just felt. Well, and I think sometimes too, it's like you don't know that your values are being violated until it's it's like you don't know a boundary is being crossed until it's been crossed. And you're and I'm like, whoa, like I'm mad. I'm not happy. And then that's like the like a red flag to say, like, well, what's happening here and what's really under the surface versus like blaming someone or something external and doing that inner work and being willing to look at it. Like even last year when I, you know, made a major shift and left Keller Williams and and left the role that I had had so much success in, it was very comfortable to be like a little star in what I was doing. 
Um, and it, it was hard for me to admit that deep down, even though I was having the, like the ego and the accomplishments on the surface that deep down, it wasn't actually meeting my real values and needs. And yeah, I don't, that just took something to admit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, so when you look at, when you look at just like freedom and freedom journey, what have been some of the mistakes and you may have already kind of like indirectly pointed at some but some of the mistakes that that you you know you've made I know I'm asking you kind of to be like vulnerable or admit your flaws but like what are what are some of the mistakes that you've made along the way yeah no I like I have a list of mistakes here and thoughts (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to tell you about all my mistakes um I think You know, the one thing that comes to mind first is on that same mindset front of like, what do they teach you? Like you can't receive with a closed hand. So I feel like there's this paradox with money and money mindset where like, if I'm not willing to give and put money out there, and I think about this a lot with like even donating, then like there's no channel to come back. So like, I am a big believer in, giving even like whenever I have like the inspiration or the feeling like I should give my time or my money, I do sometimes, you know, the amount might vary. And like, so I feel like there's a paradox with also being like judicious with our thinking and, you know, not spending money we don't have. But for me, like, actually, I have to give credit to the woman who got me into real estate, Kathy Stone. I don't remember exactly what she said, but I just remember she like modeled this message of like, give, and then you will always receive. And I hadn't picked that up really until I had met her. And um, I don't know, that just kind of set the course for like the way that I built my business and have acquired a lot of the opportunities that have come to me because it's like, I'll give, I've given my time and all of like a lot of my ideas, my best practices, my systems, my checklist, like I've, I've given it out and built relationships and those relationships have become the platform for everything. So the mistake is that there are times where I forget that and like I just like tighten up psychologically and feel like I have to clamp down um, or I'll go into negative thoughts, like negative self-esteem thoughts. And then, you know, the referrals stop flowing. Suddenly, like everything's like crickets with my team for weeks. Like there's these little like external signals. And we used to notice that when we recruited together, like I would see that like the flow of my self-esteem internally would manifest in how many people were were attracted to the brokerage. And it's really annoying to be like, I'm, (laughs) this is like all coming from me. And like the less that I manage my mindset, the less successful I'm going to be. So I would say that is like the perennial thing. There's lots of like little tactical mistakes, but I would say it's all that like managing me defines, it makes or breaks everything basically. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people overlook just how much we manifest the world in which we live in. Right. (laughs) And it's, it, I mean, that's really cool, especially following, you know, Devin's conversation about mindset, you know, because like freedom lives both internally and externally, right? Like there's the freedom mindset and then what does freedom look out here in the, in the world, you know, whether it's Maseratis or beach houses or what, or passive income, whatever it is, right? Like it's whatever is here is going to be manifested out there. So it's really cool that, you know, that you brought that up because I think a lot of us wait to see the thing manifest when we're kind of like coming from that uh, scarcity mindset to say that. Yep. You know, you like 
kind of just spit that back really well. I think the other mistake that I would say is, um, and it's a learning experience. I, I think for anyone who owns a real estate team or recruits agents, or even is like a buyer agent with other agents under you or whatever, like when I first had my first big like turnover in my team, I actually underestimated the cost of losing and then replacing onboarding training and getting back into production, a strong salesperson. Mm -hmm. I think I had even sort of this like attitude of like, it's fine. I'll replace them. I'm providing a lot of the leads anyway. And those times when that happened, there would be sometimes like six to 12 months for me to catch back up in my business. So like on a tactical level, I would say that I really underestimated the cost of losing a good producer, even if there was nothing I could have done to stop it. Or even if they were maybe not a match in certain ways, there was still like a significant cost to that. And that's been the case for me in 2020, kind of a second go around with that of being like, okay. And that's when I have to return to my positive thinking and also my long-term mindset and not be, if I'm obsessing about every year, always being better than last year and always beating myself, it's fine. That's just not like a super empowering way for me to run my life and run my business. Amen. Uh, so now let's let's shift to others because you have a lot of experience with people. Like as a as a real estate professional, you and your and your team have served like over a thousand, I believe, uh, customers. Then you also, you know, as a as a um, as a team leader in, in uh, uh, at Legacy, you've brought on hundreds of real estate professionals. You've consulted hundreds of real estate professionals. So, what are some of the mistakes that you see other people do? or other people make on their ways to reaching their freedom goals or just freedom in general? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, and that kind of relates well to some of the things I was thinking of sharing, like to answer your question, but I'm going to like rephrase it just a little bit of how I'm looking at it. Like I was thinking about the things that I've done. I, I have really strong net worth for my age and for what I've done. And I was thinking like, what are all the things that I've done to get there. And then a lot of those things were things that I see other people resist or that I've resisted in the past. And I'm sure, you know, mm -hmm. tomorrow I'm going to discover another thing I'm currently resisting that I'm not noticing today. Um, <laughs> but I think like when I was consulting a lot of agents, I would notice how few of them wanted to really just be completely in tune with their cash flow, with having a profit and loss statement, with properly structuring their business as an S corp or an LLC or whatever the case may be. And like just having a, a tax team and a financial advisor. Like, I feel like once you're, you know, netting a hundred thousand dollars or more in real estate commissions, it's, and, and before then it's time to look at all of that. And I think that people have different limiting beliefs of that might be too expensive. Who am I to do that? Maybe later, thinking about money makes me emotional. And sometimes that's all like operating unconsciously. Like there was somebody I remember, I was like, it took them, I think, five years to finally incorporate and they were paying way too much in tax, but like they just weren't ready. So I think, um, and, and that was very much like a fear-based loop that I observed over and over again. So one thing that I've kind of done to level up over time is I've had a profit and loss statement for my real estate business for a really long time. And somewhere around three or four years ago, I said to myself and then to my CPA, like, I want to know where all of my dollars are going. I want a PL for my household and I'm way too busy to do that myself. So I now, he runs a personal PL for me every month and we look at every dollar. We look at our savings rate. Um, 
we have a net worth statement that gets constantly updated every single month. And it's the best money I've ever spent because I've, I've been watching my net worth increase month after month, year after year. Um, it's gradual, but it, it's there. And um, I also do this like monthly goal sheet. Some of you guys are familiar with the 411 tool, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Just it's a monthly goal tracker and I have some different columns. And in my financial area, I am measuring how much money did I net year to date and where am I in regards to my net worth goal? And I just take my statement and I update it once a month. So that's just an example of something that's like a little habit that I've built. It start with started with just managing my business and learning those expenses. And then it's built and built and built from there. So that might be overwhelming to some people, but like you've just got to measure it. And, it, and you can't just look at your bank account because that's like the end of the line when it's like way too late to know what happened or make changes um, in a timely manner. So I think that's something that, that anybody could work on. Um, another little thing, I, you know, I, I'm grateful for the lender that I had when I first got into the business. He was very education oriented. And I just, we did a lot of first time home buyer seminars together and just like little things where he said, you know, make sure you just pay your mortgage payment every two weeks. And then you end up paying an extra month every year and you just pay your mortgage down. And I've had that habit and I've always paid a little bit extra towards principal in my mortgage. So I've shaved off like five to seven years in both of the 30 year mortgages and my first property, which is now a rental. And then the property that I now have. So I think that's like something that's like painless, like you just get used to it. So again, installing little systems of, of things that you can do and you don't even notice like when that kind of thing is in place. And then the other thing that I am grateful to my dad for is my dad was a business owner. He, he worked seven days a week for my whole upbringing and kind of modeled that you, you work hard and you trade your time for money. So I'm grateful to my father for teaching me work ethic. And then on the flip side, he didn't necessarily leverage himself through others. And that's been why I've spent so much time in education and coaching to learn that because it's, it's actually not intrinsic to me to delegate or necessarily hire people, but I learned the work ethic and I learned like first and foremost, save for retirement. And I think most real estate agents that I would meet through recruiting and consulting meetings hadn't set up a retirement account and you can do it, you know, online through like any financial institution that you pick um, generally at like at no cost. And that is one of the smartest ways to build wealth over time. So those are yeah, a couple yeah. Mind. <laughs> yeah, that that's really awesome. I mean, that 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 right there can can like you know fill a conversation, right? Like there is like, well, I, I'm just unpacking in my head what you said, Tina. Is uh, freedom freedom takes discipline. That's one, mm -hmm. and and I've seen you over the years like be really like really paying attention to your to your house numbers and to your business numbers. You always like would walk around and remember in the at legacy like they're they're lying around and it's uh and you're you're absolutely right like I I don't see a lot of real estate professionals or small business owners do that because they're like just kind of like running or grinding it out like like both uh, Brian and Veronica pointed out and it takes discipline not to be in the grind all the time yeah. Yeah, I now have it set up where I update that goal sheet at 9 a.m. on Monday mornings. It's actually the first thing I do in the week. I used to have a mindset that at that time I needed to be 
catching up on messages and like getting into the work for the week. But just for me and the way my week flows, I'm like, no, that's actually the most important thing at the beginning of the week. So like I, you know, I did that today. And, you know, there was one thing that came up even with what Brian was talking about of like how those like $150 a month could compound. And I like looked at those numbers and screenshot and sent to my husband and, and said, you know, we're saving every month through like, we buy mutual funds every month through our financial advisor, among many other things that we we do to build wealth. But I was like, we're not saving enough. Like, and you know, I don't blame my financial advisor, but I'm like, when's the last time we evaluated like how much of that, like we're even saving. So I I just kind of wanted to like reflect that back to you guys. Like, I don't know if you have like a month, an amount you've been working on saving per month, but like, can you raise it? I just hadn't thought about it. Yeah, the co- compounding effect is a is a real is a real thing. Like that's and it's it it works with money and it works with habits, right? And it's you know you're a clear example of that where you started early, right? And by the way, if you haven't started yet, there's never too it's never too late to get started, right? And then you started you know compounding both your finances and then your skills. Right. Within the finances, within your freedom. OK, so as we wrap up and, you know, there'll probably be a question or two. So, Mike, I hope that you're monitoring the Q&A chat or the chat. Uh, yeah. If somebody uh, wants to put any questions, I'm monitoring it. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, so, Tina, what advice do you have to to the listeners and to the viewers? I don't know why I'm saying listeners. Um, <laughs> listening and viewing. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that like I took from reflecting on my journey, and again, I'm no financial wizard yet. I'm like, okay, let me give myself some credit for the wealth picture, but it's what you just said is it's been one habit that I could handle at a time. Hmm. So whether that is, you know, a savings tip that you heard today, or maybe you needed to hear again that you need to <laughs> incorporate or, you know, reach out to that accountant about the PL, like it's just installing one thing as a habit. And then when you feel like that is, you don't have to think about it and it's really like just natural and intrinsic to you, then what's the next one and what's the next one? Wow. Okay. That's, you know, that's really cool because it's like, it, it takes that advice into like a granular, like take action, take action now, take a small action. So that it moves you forward to your, to your goals. Could I get, actually, there's one more thing I thought of, um, that I learned actually at Ben Kinney's win, make, give thing last year. Um, And I may give a different interpretation than what he actually taught, but what we learned in the class was to print all of your monthly statements. And I do that. I print everything, like all my credit card statements and bank statements, monthly business, personal. And then it was like a system of using three highlighters. So green would be like, keep it. It's fine. That's what it should be. And it's there red highlight is something I need to cancel, like all those subscriptions that get us. That's like a great place to find those dollars we're talking about. And then the third color, I don't know what he actually taught, but what I've been doing is stuff that I need to investigate, think about, renegotiate, et cetera, like work on it and come back to it. And I've also found that sometimes I'll put those statements to the side and then like pick them back up like a few days later to do like whatever I needed to do. And then I notice even more that I like totally missed the first time, like just didn't see it. Mm. And like, oh, I missed that. And actually now that I think about it, I really haven't used that since I last looked at this. And then doing it every month, like you just catch more. So I, I see Jesse wrote that, you know, they diligently track everything. And I was like, that's actually how I've done it is I just print the statements and look at them. I'm not like, I don't know, like putting things in spreadsheets and like spending a lot of time. I'm just like looking at a piece of paper and, and making marks. Ina, thank you. 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, like thank thank you for your contribution to to our viewership here. Thank you for your contribution to real freedom. Uh, where can people find? Where can people get in touch with you or find more information about you? The best two ways to find me are on Facebook. Just search Tina Bellavo, and you can click follow or private message me, or on Instagram at Tina Bellavo. Easy. Thank you. There you go, Tina. What we're acknowledging you like this. Thank you. <laughs>